This is Church Alive's Teaching of the Week by Pastor Gene Amoson. For additional teachings or information about the church, go to churchalive.net. Who's ready to get into the Word? Anybody? Good deal. Good deal. Well, hey, as we kick off today's teaching, I just want to ask you a quick question. Uh, If you were in a bind, if you were in a bit of a tight spot, and you could only call one person, but it couldn't be family, who are you calling? Everybody got their person. Now, it's probably somebody that you've got a good relationship with, right? Hopefully, it's somebody who's dependable. And hopefully, it's somebody that will actually pick up the phone. I don't know about y'all, but my mother, whenever she hit a certain age, picking up the phone was optional. There were times where I would drive to her house just to make sure she was alive because she had not picked up the phone for a couple of days. Do you have your person? Of course, it's somebody that you would have a positive relationship with. You know, in life, we have tons of relationships. These go back to childhood. These go back to school. Of course, we've got relationships at our work. We've got relationships in this place, in this house. Amen. We've just maybe got people that we know outside, whether it's, you know, in our neighborhood or, or just community events or, you know, sports or stuff like that. We, we know a lot of people and we have a lot of different relationships, family relationships, of course. And relationships are a really good thing until they're not. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, some can improve over time while others can go south over time. And sometimes they can definitely become unhealthy. And because of that, we probably need to look at the relationships that we're in today and see how they're affecting us. We're in a message series that we're calling Reset right now. And in this series, we're looking at how we can get back on track in some really important areas of our life. And today, I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about. In week one, we talked about resetting our relationship with the Lord, which is by far the most important thing that we needed to cover in this series, correct? Uh, In week two, we talked about our priorities and how we need to reset them. Then Pastor Nolan brought week three to us whenever he talked about resetting our purpose. And y'all, today we're going to talk about resetting our relationships today. If I were to just be real transparent with you, I've been looking forward to today's teaching because I think this is going to be a teaching that's going to really touch a lot of people. And whenever I say that, I think you're going to leave with some freedom in your life. Anybody up for freedom today? So we're going to be talking about relationships today. They're tricky. Every one of them is different. Y'all know what I'm talking about. One day they can be good. The next day, again, they, they could be sour. And God wants us to have good relationships. That's what he wants for us. We actually see that in the word. He wants us to have good relationships. Now, there are some people who are a little more independent. There are some people that kind of have the mentality that they don't want to get close to people because maybe they don't want to be hurt. And some of them would like to just live on a deserted island, I think, by themselves. The truth is that's not healthy. Something else that's not healthy is being in a bunch of relationships that are negative, too. Now, that's not the way we need to go out, just surrounded by people that are just negative and negatively influencing us, right? We need to have positive relationships in our life. And things can happen that negatively affect relationships. So 
I think that we need to look at some of our relationships and how we can reset them, but we also need to look at some of our relationships and see if maybe we almost need to discontinue those relationships. I want you to understand, though, more than anything, as believers, we have to understand that the Bible says that we are to pursue peace. Jesus said this in Matthew 5, verse 9. He said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. In Romans 12, verse 17, Paul says, never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in what? Peace. With who? Everyone. It's a pretty tall order, isn't it? To live in peace with everyone. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18, Paul says this, And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. Verse 19, For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Now, whenever we look at the word reconcile, whenever we read the word reconciliation here, we're talking about to make right or to coexist in harmony. And God desires to be reconciled with all men. That's his desire. As the amazing Father, the amazing God that He is. And since He's in us, since we're His children, then we should also have a desire to reconcile with others as well. Wouldn't you say so? The attributes, the characteristics of God, we should also have those characteristics in our life. So we should also have a desire to reconcile with others. And so today I want us to think about the relationships that we have. And I want us to look at a few different ways that we can go about resetting these relationships. Are you all good with that? Are you ready to jump into it? All right, so listen, let's kick off number one today. Some relationships need to be released or loosed. As I said just a moment ago, some relationships can go bad. Anybody ever had that happen in your life? Probably everyone in here, right? It's not always a bad thing. Listen to me. It's not always a bad thing, and we may not necessarily need to live in perfect unity with those folks. Here's the reason why. Some of you have been a part of relationships where there was abuse. Some of you have been part of relationships where whenever you were around these people, it was just extremely negative and you found yourself being more like them and they didn't know the Lord. And so you found whenever you were around them, you weren't the same person. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? In some of these relationships, maybe these people didn't do anything but just criticize you on a regular basis. In some of these relationships, maybe you experienced physical abuse as well. You may not necessarily need to be walking in unity with those individuals. Would you say that's probably correct? I want you to understand this. If an unbeliever has done something to you or your family, you're not necessarily called to walk in unity with that person. It doesn't mean that you hate this person. It doesn't mean that you mistreat this person. It just means that you don't necessarily have to walk in unity with this person. And you may be thinking to yourself, well, that doesn't sound like what Jesus would do. 
the Pharisees gave Jesus as hard of a time as they could. They weren't buds. He did not walk in unity with the Pharisees, now did he? Now was he hateful to them? Did he mistreat them? He gave them the truth, did he not? But he didn't necessarily walk in unity with them. And so there are some people in our life that we truly need to release. Some people that we need to loose in our life. And to do this, here's the hard part. It means that we're going to have to forgive them. That, that's the hard part, isn't it? It means that we're going to have to forgive them. We don't just say, well, okay, fine, I'll, I'll release them. I am done with you. <laughs> Some of you are like, okay, I could do that. But whenever it comes to the other part of, no, no, we technically need to forgive them before we lose them, then that makes things harder, doesn't it? It makes things a little bit harder. Jesus was treated as bad as anyone could be treated, but he forgave. The men who were nailing him to a cross... He said to the Father, forgive them. They, they, they don't know what they're doing. Whenever Stephen was being martyred, whenever Stephen was being stoned, he actually released and forgave those stoning him, those very people. And in these situations here, I want you to understand Jesus, even though he had opposition with the Pharisees and stuff, he, he wasn't necessarily walking in unity with them. He wasn't hateful with them. But he didn't necessarily go to them and say, listen, guys, let's see if we can straighten this out and make things right. He didn't do that. There are people in your life that you need to forgive, you need to release, and it is not going to require a conversation. Listen to me. You need to forgive them and release them. And the good news is this, is it brings freedom in our life whenever we do that. It actually releases us as a result. I mean, many of us, a lot of people in this room, have gone through some serious hurt and some serious pain from relationships that they've had over the years. I mean, we've heard some stories. And it's easy to, to be full of bitterness and it's easy to be full of unforgiveness. But you know that that's hurting you on the inside, right? It's not good for you. We need to, to get rid of that because it makes us so unhealthy on the inside. These people, they need to be released. And I want you to know that bitterness is actually hurting you. It's not affecting them. It's not affecting them whatsoever. But we can't hold on to these things no matter what we've gone through. And there's three things or three reasons that we need to release people. Three reasons we need to release people. The first thing is this is it's for our own happiness. We need to release them. You lose out if you don't release people, if you don't forgive them. Secondly, our future depends on it. You may say, why? Understand the purpose that God has for your life will be affected if you're walking through life with unforgiveness and with bitterness. Listen, if I was full of bitterness and unforgiveness and hate, I couldn't operate in this role as pastor. I couldn't do it. The purpose that God has for us can be limited by what's on the inside of us and by the bitterness and by what we're going through and how we feel towards people. The third reason, the most important reason, is for our own forgiveness. Because look at what it says in Matthew 6. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will, what? Not forgive 
your sins. I don't know about you, but I've sinned a lot. A lot. Maybe even in the last 24 hours. Okay, you people are so spiritual today. (laughs) Has anybody else been there, or are you guys going to pick up your stones and just start chucking them at me? Come on. But the good news is this, is that our amazing Father has forgiven me every single time. He's so faithful to forgive us, and y'all, we have to be willing to forgive others if we are expecting Him to forgive us. You know, I know it's hard at times. Can anybody else just say, listen, it's hard. And you want to know how you forgive other people? You've got to be tapped into His love. You can't do it without the love of God. Anybody been watching the news, I don't know, in the last eight years or something like that, and you get frustrated whenever you watch it, when maybe certain groups of people or, or activists or something like this or certain politicians, yeah, you want to know how you can love those people? You spend more time with the source of love. Yeah. And see, all of a sudden, whenever you start spending more time with him and you actually really get to know the heart of God and you get in his word and you just, again, his love just starts flowing out of you, you start to see people differently. See, all of a sudden, you don't have any hate coming out of you. You have love coming out of you because you see that these people are just broken people, so in need of a savior. And we've got to release them to God. And whenever we do that, we don't just say it. We don't just say, all right, God, I release them. No, we need to forgive them. And we need to just say, Lord, I'm releasing them, Father, to you. Lord, you know what took place, and God, I forgive them. And Father, I release them, and Lord, I give them to you today. The Word says that we need to cast our cares on Him, cast our burdens on Him. We need to let Him have this. How many of you can say you've got a relationship in the past and it's kind of stuck with you because it's just been hard and it's still kind of occupying some real estate in your mind? Has anybody been there today? We need to give that to him. You've got to make that decision to release people. The truth is, is if you think about them on a regular basis, if you, I don't know, get online and kind of stalk them on social media, if you ask people who see them, hey, what are they up to? You've probably not gotten past them. You've not released them. They're taking up way, way too much real estate in your head if that's what's going on in your life. Understand that you'll actually walk in freedom whenever you forgive them. And I know some of you, based on your situation, you may say, well, what would be ideal, Gene, is is that if they would come to me and they would ask me for forgiveness based on what they did to me. And some of you are going to take it a level further and say, no, they need to get on their hands and knees and beg for my forgiveness. Come on. Some of you, you're thinking to yourself, that would be nice. (laughs) Can I go ahead and just tell you, they're not going to do that. If they haven't come to you yet, they're not coming to you. Why don't you go ahead and just start the process? Why don't you go ahead and just forgive them? Why don't you go ahead and just release them to God and then let the Lord have his way and just do what he does? Why don't you just go ahead and start the process so that the Lord can begin to heal you on the inside? 
in those areas that were crushed on the inside, he can begin to just start to mend them and make them right. And you can become whole again because a part of you has just really been fractured for a long time. But he doesn't like that and he wants that to be healed and he wants to be the one to do it. But how he's going to do that is by you forgiving them, by you getting rid of that bitterness, and by letting him do what he does best. He can take care of your situation. And I know some of you may say, Gene, but you also don't understand what they did to me. You're right. I don't. Every situation in here is different. I know of some situations. I know that in some situations, the people who hurt you that way should probably be in prison right now. I mean, I know that there's some pretty heavy situations in this place of what some of y'all have gone through. But I want you to understand this. By forgiving them and by releasing them, you are not saying that what they did to you is okay. That's the reason some people have a hard time forgiving somebody. They think to themselves, well, if I do that, it's kind of like I'm just saying, well, it's okay. And you're thinking, it wasn't okay. And guess what? It wasn't okay, was it? And God saw it, and he knows it's not okay either. But if we want to ever be able to get healing from that, if we ever want to be able to get past that, because for some of you, it's almost been like a wall that you just can't get over. You're never going to be able to get past it until you begin the process of forgiving them and releasing them to the Lord. Amen? So some relationships need to be released or loosed. Number two, some relationships need to be reconciled. In other words, to settle or to make right. We're called to have reconciled relationships with all believers. By the way, there shouldn't be strife, there shouldn't be animosity between brothers and sisters in the Lord. Come on, somebody. I mean, we have the same dad, right? There shouldn't be animosity or strife between any of us. And there are times whenever some Christians can get on different pages. And we just, not see, we just don't see necessarily eye to eye on some things. That does happen, but the relationship can be reconciled. There are some lifelong relationships that the Lord intended you to be a part of, and maybe they've gone bad. I want you to know you need to get to that person, and there needs to truly be a restoration in that relationship. Because here's the thing. Sometimes uh, Christians mess up. Have you all noticed that? Now, I know none of us have ever messed up. It's all the other churches that have people that mess up, not church alive, right? But, but sometimes Christians can do things that hurt. Sometimes Christians can say things that are mean. A lot of times, whenever we feel like we have been hurt by Christians, they were completely unaware, and it wasn't meant to be in that way. Can I be honest with you? There are some of us that are a little sarcastic, and sometimes we need to dial it back because people don't know how to receive it. And we can hurt people unintentionally a lot of times. But whenever you look in the Word, I mean, like Paul and Barnabas, the Lord intended for them to do ministry together, but they had this falling out over a guy named John Mark. And they ended up separating and going and doing ministry apart whenever they should have been doing ministry together. But we see in the Word that that relationship was also made right and reconciled later on. In Matthew 5, Jesus says this, and he's emphasizing the importance of making a relationship right. 
He says, if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, just leave the sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come back. Then come back and offer your sacrifice to God. So he wants us to be proactive, to be aggressive whenever it comes to reconciling relationships with fellow believers. And again, I know some people, they don't always act like Jesus. We need to get to a place to where even if something happens, we just are determined, listen, we're believers. We're brothers. We're sisters in the Lord. And we need to make things right. Come on, somebody. We need to make things right. I mean, some folks or some churches have people that actually dodge each other because there's a little bit of a rift going on in the church. It doesn't happen at church alive, praise God. Amen? But those people are not doing what Matthew 5 said that they should be doing. But we need to refuse to be offended. Because we got to understand that the Lord has brought us to this place. How many of y'all have felt like the Lord has brought you to church alive for a reason? How many of you know the, Lord, uh, the enemy wants to put disunity inside of a church? Uh, I, I'm happy to say that um, our leadership, we're big on squashing disunity in a hurry. In a hurry. And understand, if there's something that's going on, go to that person and deal with it. Not in an ugly way, just say, listen, there's something going on here and let's make this thing right. Because you don't want to get outside of the place that God has for you, right? You know, we've talked about, we've all got a spiritual covering. It's this house. And whenever we've got that covering, we don't get rained on. Whenever we get out from underneath that covering, we get rained on. Don't miss God because of something that's come up and just walk because of a possible offense that you've picked up. But, but listen, to reconcile, there, there's three things that we've got to do if we want to reconcile. First of all, we've got to be a peacemaker. We've got to be willing to be wronged and then we've got to be willing to change. As it relates to being a peacemaker, some Christians are, are you know, troublemakers, some are drama makers, but we all need to be peacemakers, amen? amen? And in Proverbs 6, it says this, and I want us to focus on verse 16 and 19. It says, these six things the Lord hates. Seven are an abomination unto him. Verse 19, a false witness that speaks lies and sows discord among the brothers. It says the Lord hates these things. We need to be peacemakers and not people that stir up trouble and drama. Somebody say amen to that. The word says blessed are the peacemakers. They'll inherit the kingdom of God. So who do you need to make peace with today? Is there anybody that's come to mind that you need to make peace with today, a fellow believer? Be proactive about it. And by the way, whenever you go to them, don't rehash the situation. Don't try to get into it. Don't try to justify why you were right or anything like that or why they were wrong. Drop your pride and just go deal with the situation. Amen? You must be willing to be wronged, we said, was the second way to reconcile. You got to be willing to lose something so that peace can be had. Paul said this whenever he was addressing lawsuits between believers uh, in his letter to the Corinthian church. He said in chapter 6, verse 7, even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you. In other words, you, you've already lost because these lawsuits are even taking place. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? 
let yourselves just be cheated. Why not just let yourselves be cheated so that there can be unity? I'm pretty sure that probably most of the guys in this room do not like being on the losing end of anything. Is that correct? Amen. Does anybody just not like, like ever getting ripped off? Anybody feel that way, right? And there's a lot of times where it's like, you know, I don't really want to be wronged. The word says right here, there's times where we just need to accept it and just go on. We just need to go on, just move forward. And then the third thing was, is we must be willing to change. Maybe we were in the wrong. It's not always someone else who needs to change. Have you ever realized that before? Sometimes we need to change. Y'all, we're all going to be in eternity together. And so we need to reconcile the relationship and get that over with before we pursue anything else in the kingdom of God, just like what we read a second ago in Matthew. As I mentioned earlier, our leadership is very proactive to protect this church. And you know, I've heard people say that they come to church alive and they're like, man, this place is just different. Uh, I remember somebody that came to church one time and they said, we've never felt so loved in a church. You know, that love is there because of unity in a church, amen? And so church, I just want to just say well done. Well done. Uh, just doing a great job. I, I love the fact that anytime there's been situations in this church, man, we've got mature believers and they just go and they deal with it. We've got elders and leadership that really just watch out for this flock, for this body, because some of y'all, have y'all ever dealt with drama at work? Y'all ever dealt with drama at school? One thing you're not going to deal with on Sunday mornings is drama at Church Alive. You're not going to have to deal with it here. And if you plan on starting it, we will show you the door. And let me just say this. That's not talk because we've done it multiple times. Elders. And so we want this to be a place that's drama-free, a drama-free zone. Amen? All right, number three. Some relationships need to be renewed. Some relationships need to be renewed. We can think about like, for instance, uh, a husband and a wife. You know, maybe the relationships got to where it's just a little cold. There's not much romance there. Or maybe we can think about some people that God's put in our life. And whenever we really look at the relationship with those people, we know that we're supposed to be in covenant with those people and we're supposed to be with them for the long haul. But some stuff's kind of come up and, you know, it's just not the same as it used to be. And we just need to get that relationship back to where it's supposed to be. We need to renew it. You know, whenever I mention like a husband and a wife, if you've found that your relationship's kind of gotten to the place to where it's just really not where it needs to be today, grab the hand of your spouse and say, listen, we got to do better. God put us in covenant together. Amen. And we've just got to work at this. Marriage is work, is it not? Yes, it's work. Maybe those people that I mentioned that are in your life that the Lord's brought in and, and he's just shown you, listen, you're supposed to walk with these people. These are, these are going to be close relationships in your life. Maybe you just need to get back together with them and say, we've got to do better. We've got to be intentional to do better. You know, we've got multiple people in our life that, that God has just put in our life. And man, they sharpen us. Just like Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen says, I need them in my life. You've got people in your life you need in your life. Amen. 
And, and if that relationship's kind of been kind of just growing apart, maybe it's time to go back to him and just say again, today, we've got to determine that we're going to do better. Amen? We've got to do better. Today, as I close, um, I want us to look at Revelation 2. The Ephesian church had lost their love for him, and we see this in, in Revelation 2, verse 4. But I want you to look and just see what this says. It says, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Now the works that he was talking about here in this verse go back to the book of Acts whenever the church really got going. Whenever we look at the early church, what was it doing? First of all, it was full of love. There had been an encounter with the Lord like they had never seen. The Holy Spirit had just hit the scene. But people truly loved each other. Whenever you read in Acts, you see that they broke bread together. In other words, they got together, they ate together, which we all like to do, right? But they really looked out for each other. We see in Acts that it even talks about whenever there was lack among some of them that they would sell their stuff, whatever it took to, to take care of each other. They looked out for each other. They loved the Lord. They were so passionate about spreading the gospel and what they had experienced. And, and here in Revelation it says, turn back to me and do what you did before. You've gotten off track. You, you've fallen back, he said. Look how far you've fallen back. And today I, I just want to encourage you with those relationships that the Lord sent in your life. Go back to them. Get back to that place that maybe you were once at. You need good relationships in your life. Amen? We all need good relationships in our lives. I'll tell you, I, I, the closest people in my life, they're in this room today. I can't imagine living life without them. Can't imagine living life without them. If you will, stand with me today. You know, whenever you look at the world and those who don't know the Lord, relationships are a little bit different for them. A lot of folks, if they have a disagreement with somebody, they just drop them. They just cut them off. But the problem is, is that they walk through life with bitterness. And they don't have that love that's in them because they don't have that relationship with the Lord. So their relationships, they just deteriorate, they die. But y'all, as believers, ours should just increase in love. Should increase in love because of what he's done for us and because of the fact that God is love. And every day we need to look more and more and more and more like our Lord. Come on, somebody. So we need strong marriages in this house. We need strong families in this house. We need strong relationships in this house. Not just for the sake of us and our families individually, but for the sake of everyone outside these doors, this community. Because whenever 
we've got it together in here whenever we leave. It affects those that we encounter throughout the week. So if you will today, I'd just like everybody to just bow their heads. Let's just spend a little bit of time with the Lord. And we're going to do something um, this morning. I'd like some of our elders to come forward, some of our prayer team. And the way I started this today was talking about how there were some people that we might need to release. Of course, we'll need to forgive them and we'll need to release them. Today, I want you to just take a little bit of time with the Lord. And the Lord probably already revealed somebody to you that you need to release. And this morning, let's take the time to forgive and release. But at the same time, I understand that there has been some serious, and I do mean serious, pain, some serious hurt that some of you have experienced because of some of these really bad relationships. I mean, they were just toxic. It's affected you physically, it's affected you emotionally, it's affected your confidence. You can honestly say, I, I, I'll never be the same person because of what they did to me. You've had those thoughts. I want you to know something. Today, as you make the decision to forgive and to release, the Lord is gonna start the healing process in your life. But you've gotta make that decision today. Nobody else can do it for you. You've got to make that decision today. And, and some of you, as you walk through this process this morning, you may need somebody to pray with you. You may need somebody to just hold on to and just hug and cry it out with. Because I know that there's probably been some situations in this house where you've had a father, you've had a mother who was abusive the way they talk to you, physically, whatever it may be. I want you to know we have mothers and fathers in this house that are up front, people that I trust in my life, that are concerned about you, that love you. And so this morning, I just want to tell you, come on up. Let them pray with you. Let them agree with you. Let that healing process start. I'm a big fan of just a mother and a father hug. I think some of you probably need that based on what you've experienced in your past. So Father, today, Lord, as some come up, Father, for healing, God, we thank you for what you're gonna do in their life. Lord, for those who have hurt us, Father, you know the situation. And God, today we say we forgive. Come on, some of you actually need to speak that out. And you may need to go ahead and just put that name on there. Father, I forgive and say their name. And Lord, I release them to you. Come on, if that's you today, come on, just forgive them. Release them. And say, now Father, I ask that you begin the healing process in me.
Come on, Holy Spirit, we ask you to just start to touch hearts today, Lord. Lord, and heal what's been broken. Lord, heal what's been hurt. In Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I pray for soul ties that maybe still exist. Lord, from relationships in the past, you feel like you just can't get over them right now. Come on, if that's you, I want you to just lift a hand. I just break those right now in the name of Jesus, and I declare freedom over over every soul tie that may be in this house today. Father, we ask for a breakthrough. God, we ask that you sever that connection, Lord, with that past relationship in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, for those fellow believers, God, where maybe there's a strained relationship. God, today, give us, Lord, the courage to go to them and just say, hey, we've got to get this right. And Lord, to just simply apologize. Lord, that we come back in unity, God, with our our brothers and our sisters today, God. Lord, that we don't fall for the trap of the enemy, Lord, of division between us. But God, that the relationships are made right. In Jesus' name. I want you to think this morning, who's that person that you might need to go to? To make that relationship right. And then, Father, for our relationships, God, that need renewing. Lord, if it's with a spouse, if it's with a child, Lord, a parent, whatever it is, God, Lord, we pray that these relationships become stronger. Lord, with those that you've brought in our lives, God, that you intended us, Lord, to walk through life with. Lord, if there's been any kind of wedge in between us, the Father, that goes today in Jesus' name. And God, that we renew those relationships. And God, truly, the relationships that get back to where they were, Lord, to where we're building each other up, God, to where we're sharpening each other, Father. Lord, that we do kingdom work together. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you again for listening to Church Alive's teaching of the week with Pastor Gene Amoson. We invite you to join us for our Sunday morning worship service every Sunday at 10 o'clock or learn more at churchalive.net.